I will restore the special victims unit on day one. Good Wednesday morning and welcome back to the Daily Buzz. I'm your host, Dayton Olander. Well, we've got two weeks left until Utah's primary elections, and the race to re-elect or unseat Utah County Attorney David Levitt is only getting more interesting. Jeff Gray is a lawyer with the Utah Attorney General's office that is running to unseat Levitt. He hosted a news conference at the Utah Capitol on Tuesday and spoke to reporters about why he's running against Levitt. This was not my plan to run for office. I'm not a politician, I'm a prosecutor. I believe in the rule of law. But I felt that I had to get in the race once I learned of the policies that our current county attorney uh, is implementing. Quite frankly, he is more of a defense attorney than he is a prosecutor. He's more concerned about defendants than he is victims and public safety. Utah County cannot afford to have a rogue county attorney who is more worried about criminal defendants than the victims and public safety. As Tribune investigative reporter Jessica Miller reported earlier this month, one of the biggest issues in the Utah County Attorney's race is Levitt's disbanding of the county's Special Victims Unit, a group of attorneys that investigate sexual crimes. Gray told reporters why it's important that the county reinstate the Special Victims Unit. I will restore the Special Victims Unit on day one. I will ensure they have training, the training and mentoring that is necessary to successfully prosecute these crimes and work with victims in a way that does not re-victimize them during the criminal process. I will focus on these crimes and look out for the victims who suffer at the hands of those who do evil. Another and related issue in this race is an investigation by Utah County Sheriff Mike Smith into a ritualistic child sex abuse and child trafficking ring. Levitt said the investigation targets him and called the allegations outlandish and dated. The county attorney denies that he was part of such an organization. Utah lawmaker Senator Mike McKell, former Congressman Chris Cannon, and former Utah House Speaker Greg Hughes were among others to attend Tuesday's news conference in support of Gray. Next, managing editor Grant Burningham talks with New Tribune reporter Lito Sapunar about the Beaver County's largest employer, Smithfield Foods. Thank you for talking with us today. Thanks for having me. Okay, so this is a story about Smithfield Foods, which is located in Beaver County. How important is Smithfield Foods to Beaver County? So Smithfield Foods is the single largest employer in I don't know about the whole of Beaver County, but at least in uh, Milford, the city of Milford, where it's based, it's the the entire county is looking at has a population of about sixty six hundred people and a workforce of eighteen hundred. So, for context, this is a company that employs about four hundred fifty people. It's roughly a quarter of the entire working population of the county. So, this is. Uh, hugely important to those people. Um, they've relied on these jobs for some families for almost three decades now since the company moved there in 1993. That's an understatement to say it's uh, it's very important to them. So Lito, Smithfield Foods now says they're closing. 
What is it they do and why do they say they have to close? So they are essentially a uh, hog farm business. They're in this area, at least they are contracting and running hog farms. They're a large producer of pork. The somewhat ridiculous part is they have to send these hogs live all the way to a huge processing plant in Vernon, California. Part of the reason uh, the county is now in crisis is that plant's closing. The company has announced with certainty that plant's closing, which they say is due to the high operating costs in California, essentially. Between those costs and the added costs of shipping pigs elsewhere, nearest plant I've heard that can that amount of pork is in Nebraska. So you can imagine that's even more inconvenient. Thus, we get in the situation where the, the plant's planning on uh, massively cutting down its production in the area. It's planning on cutting, they've said about two thirds. So uh, officials in the area are estimating that that could impact 250-ish of the 400 jobs. And as a response to that, local officials are hoping maybe they can persuade the company to stay potentially by means of creating a large processing plant uh, that would be suitable for their needs in Utah. That of course be expensive. It'd be, it'd take years to complete. But as I talked to the commissioner, commissioner Butters of Utah agriculture and food said that there is state and federal money potentially available for that kind of project. It's, but at, th at this stage is that's just kind of a a very, very preliminary idea that some people are throwing around. It's There was also a uh, meeting at the Capitol today to discuss some of these issues further, and we'll have a follow-up story unpacking what, what has gone on so far in those talks. So no word from the company whether they would even be interested in something like that? No, at this at this time, they have expressed no interest in, in building a plant in Utah. What happens to the city and what happens to the county if all the jobs disappear? That's a tough question. Uh, at this point, I think it's it's unclear. It's a really tough situation and it's a good example of how vulnerable a small community can be for a large company that moves in and has a large has a large factory or a large processing plant nearby. Um, how kind of dependent on the whims of their national or international business decisions, um, an entire community can be essentially. The mayor of Milford had said that, you know, the, at one point, the company coming to town was kind of a saving grace for the town. It provided the, all these jobs and the stability really helped the community, but that, that could easily be taken away with this change. All right, Lito, thank you so much for talking to us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. You can find Lido and Scott's story at sltrib.com. And that's it today for The Daily Buzz. A huge shout out to Salt Lake City band The Pelicants for providing our music and to Danny Rubio for producing this episode. We'll be back with more news tomorrow.